What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we help discover better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh. In this episode, we're talking about confusing the grind with success. I think a lot of times we get into, this is where, of course, this came from, but I think a lot of times we get into this mindset or this thought process that uh, you see on social, you see a lot of people posting and stuff all over the place that you got to grind, right? You got to grind and hustle and work your ass off and go, 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 go. And it couldn't be further from the truth in order to become successful, in order to become wealthy, in order to become rich, in order to do the things that you want to do to find fulfillment and happiness. You can't, you don't have to sit there and grind. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's, it's nothing, it's nothing that anybody that has gone through it or done it properly and learned the right way does, right? Do you see, you see all these people, these uh, multimillionaires, these billionaires and stuff. I mean, look at Warren Buffett, right? What are any pictures you see of Warren Buffett? What are, what are they of? What is, what is he doing? He's eating a popsicle, or he's sitting on the beach, or he's wearing, you know, some some chill clothes, uh, you know, somewhere just chilling out, relaxing. If you see him on stage, a lot of times he's not even wearing a suit. Half the times he's just relaxing. You look at Bill Gates. I know there's a picture of Bill Gates standing in a hot dog stand line, just like everybody else, right? He's not busting his ass, not constantly in a suit and tie. He's not constantly working his ass off. Like, sure, he does, and he knows what to do. But the goal and the whole point of what I'm trying to say here is that. You're not trying to optimize your business and your life around hustle and grind. Don't confuse that with being successful. There's a certain point of understanding what it means, what the goal is that you're trying to achieve and not just trying to really replicate what you were doing in a nine to five job or what you were trying to do before you got to this fulfillment path or this fulfillment journey or this point in your life to where you're at right now. So I want you guys to think about that. I want you guys to really like double down Give that a thought, right? We're not trying to sit here and grind our lives away. It's not the goal. The goal is to find your enjoyment and find what that really actually means to you as we go forward. Optimizing your life for straight up hustling and grinding is kind of like optimizing your life for taking a shit. <laughs> okay, now hear me out. Here's, here's why, right? You don't make that the goal of your day. Taking a shit is not the goal that you're trying to accomplish when you wake up in the morning. It's not something that you're trying to do or whatever or look forward to all day. It's just a thing you have to do. It's a necessity. It's something you have to take care of. You don't optimize your life for pain. Hustling and grinding is like trying to optimize your life for pain, for for shit that it happens anyway, right? It's something that you are going to do regardless. You're going to hustle. You're going to grind. You're going to have to put in work. You're going to have to do something. Right? You don't want to optimize your life for that. You don't want to make that the goal. You don't want to try and strive to increase the pain of your life. Right? If hustle and grind alone were the secret to success, then you'd look at construction workers. They'd be the richest people in the world. It's not the case, right? And there's a reason for it. There's the, the whole goal is to improve your life not the other way around. There, there's this test, the the Hexaco personality test. It's more accurate than any of the other personality tests that are out there. It tests you against 26 different facets. more um, accurate than the Iron Briggs, the INFJ, the, all the other all the other tests, right? So it's the most accurate one that's, that is out there. And it tests you on 26 different facets that go into kind of like your overall score. One of the categories is conscientiousness, and that's the most correlated to business success. Those that scale or test high on conscientiousness typically will have the most success in running a business or starting this life, okay? Now, 
Conscientiousness, let me let me explain kind of what conscientiousness is. It breaks down into four subcategories. Okay, so each category has four subcategories that fall underneath it. Diligence, which correlates to hard work, is only one of those four categories. So it is only one aspect of success in business. Hard work is 25% of the answer to getting there, okay, to getting to the answer to, to being successful. 90%. 80 to 90%, depending on what statistic you're looking at, 80 to 90% of all businesses fail within the first five years. If hard work alone were the only thing you had to do, then more people would be successful. Thus, the rates would not be that high. Now, what are some of the other three? What are some other three? Well, one is organization. Having a purpose and direction. Giving yourself something that you're driving for. What I do in order to improve in that for me, right? Because I get a little scatterbrained sometimes and I do stuff. I have a notebook here. And every day what I do before I go to sleep while I'm sitting here, a lot of times either talking with the guys, drinking a beer, or uh, doing whatever, I'll sit here and I'll fill out my calendar for what the next day is. I'll go through all my different calendars. I'll figure out what all my appointments are, figure out if I ever recorded any podcast, podcast episodes, if I have any interviews coming up, um, if I have any... Uh, cleanings that need to be done the next day. I'm not doing the cleanings, but obviously I'm, I'm managing them and make sure everything gets done for the management company. But I go through my calendar and I put everything down. Now, this was a huge step for me in getting my organization straight. And what this does, it allows me to stay focused. When I wake up in the morning, I know exactly what I need to do. I have a routine of things that I do. I, I, I read off my affirmations that I've written. I go to the gym. I come back. I eat. Then I take a shower and then I hit my list of everything I need to do. Now, you don't put things that are habits on there, right? I don't put my gym on the list. I don't put it as a timeline of things that I have to do. I don't put reading my affirmations or taking a shower or eating. I don't put those things on the list. Those aren't things that go on the list. What you put on the list are are objectives and things that you need to accomplish for that day. Okay, so staying organized, not wasting time, being very, very diligent in the time that you're spending. Now, if you do that and you do it properly, right, what it gives you is the, the ability to, once you complete your list, you've accomplished what you needed to accomplish that day. You can go do whatever you want for the rest of the day. And that's the whole point of getting out of being in a job or being in a corporation to where they can control the time and the things you do and you spend. If you finish early, a lot of times you're not taking off early. You have to stick around. When I was in the Army, it was always trained to time, not to standard, right? It was trained to, or trained to standard, not to time. So it was like saying if you finish early but you didn't complete the job properly, then you're going to have to stay until the job's done. Well, that's all great and grand until you actually do the job properly, but you're done early. Now, that would happen a lot, actually. You would finish what you needed to do, and you would get done early, but you would be forced to stay out there because you didn't stay out there long enough. Or like if you're out in the field, right? You didn't stay out in the field long enough because we had a whole week that we were supposed to be out there. And you hit all the training objectives. Maybe you hit all the additional training objectives, but you didn't stay out there the whole week. So you can't come back in two days early. It's not how it works. So it sometimes would be trained to time, not standard, right? It goes both ways, but that's because they can control what you do. The beautiful part of you being able to control what you want and being your own boss and doing things on your own time is that you can create a time if you're organized, you can create a timeline that gives you things that you need to get accomplished for that day, big tasks, critical tasks. And if you accomplish them, then you're done. You don't need to keep hustling. You don't need to keep grinding. You don't need to keep doing whatever you get as you got to do because you crushed your goals for that day because you made a timeline. You figured out what your objectives are for that year. You figured out what they are for each month. You figured out what they are each week. And then you broke them down into each day. And that's what you put in your calendar. 
And then you hit those goals for that day and that keeps you on track for that month. Now, of course, if you're enjoying it and you want to keep going, that's another, that's a whole nother story. I'm not saying don't do that, but that's when you're having fun, right? That's when you're enjoying things. That's when you're doing things because you want to, not because someone else is telling you. So that's another 25%. That's another quarter of it. That's one of the four is organization. So organization and diligence. Now of those two, that's only half of the equation. Okay. So now we add, what's the third one? The third one's perfectionism. And then the last one is prudence. So what is perfectionism? Perfectionism is your ability to double check your work when important. And I add the last piece when it's important because you don't have to do it all the time. You don't have to become that super anal person that digs in every single time and adds all this, all these additional steps and all these different precautions to the process. And they make it longer than it needs to be. And then you end up dragging out the project or putting it past timeline or whatever it is. And, and you make it worse than what it initially was supposed to be. So it's, it's when it's important, you double check your work. You ever go to when you fly, right? When you fly, you get onto an airplane and before you take off, the pilot, co-pilot and the, the crew are going through all their checks and you hear the pilots and stuff as they're up in the cockpit. And if you've ever, you know, witnessed it or sat in on, on a pilot going through their pre-check or pre-flight checks, what they do is they go through, you know, like rudder, rudder, check it, you know, and they're going tail flaps, yep, check. And then they're, you know, going through each of the steps and they're repeating everything and they're double checking it and they're making sure that everything works. And the goal there is to have of a million attempts, right? So he talks, uh, Ty Lopez, I, I watched an interview um, on Ty Lopez on the uh, Impact Theory podcast and, or I guess I listened to it. But Ty Lopez talks about this concept of, I forget, what he, I forget what it was he talks about, but he says it's three failures per million attempts. And if you live your life based on that, if you live your life based on not screwing things up because of accidentally putting in a different number, or accidentally changing the font when it wasn't supposed to be changed, or accidentally making small or minor tweaks that could have a bigger impact or a greater impact, right? Maybe you don't check the tail flap one time and then all of a sudden the left one gets stuck and it puts your plane in a spin when you're trying to come in and land, right? That's something that could be easily avoided and you don't check it until it's too late. So by doing so, you, you by creating steps and by creating necessities when it's important, right? By doing that, you, you reduce the amount of failures or you reduce the amount of impacts to three out of every million attempts. And that's the goal, right? That's the goal. That's what you're trying to achieve. So basically it's saying, be so consistent that it's consistent. Be so consistent that you know it's never, you, you've checked it and you're, you're confident that things are going to go as best as they possibly can without outside interference. So that's perfectionism. Now me looking at like my place, right? I consider myself a perfectionist. I scored insanely high on that one quality in particular on, on, a, on three of these for sure. Um, but with perfectionism, perfectionism in particular was the, the highest one. And, and the interesting part of that is the last piece. And I really want to add that last piece is when it's important because my house, right? If you come, if you come where I live in my, in my loft, you would see that the place is relatively clean. I vacuum sweep, you know, several times a week. I I'm constantly doing laundry and keeping the laundry bins empty, wiping everything down. I mean, even today I was going through and vacuuming. Uh, chairs and stuff. I mean, that's not something everybody does, but I, mean, I was going through and vacuuming and dusting things, right? Because small, minor things to me, I want to make sure they're nice. And it's not just for me. I like to take pride in things that I have and things that I own, things I do. But it's when someone else comes around, I want to have a positive, p- 
place where they can come and experience it freely without having to worry about things being dirty or gross or nasty, right? They don't, nobody wants to walk around and sit on your couch and sit in a pile of fucking dog hair. I can't stand that. And I know that I'm not the only person that feels that way. So if people come over to my house and I have a shit ton of, you know, dog hair or, or crumbs or food or whatever all over the place, like it's going to be pretty gross. I don't have a dog, but I mean, when I did have a dog, I used to. And it was the same thing, right? I would constantly, several times a week, if not every day, I was constantly vacuuming or cleaning or grooming the dog to make sure that it was as clean as it possibly could have been. Now, I'm not a perfectionist, right? I'm not like OCD because right now I have a pile of clothes on my bed that I haven't quite folded yet. I'm just kind of doing the whole load before I start anything. But I do like to have things relatively clean for the most part. And, and that is what I'm saying when it comes down to when it's important. When it's important, things need to get done. They need to happen. Okay, I never miss a podcast episode. Everything gets uploaded prior to and recorded prior to Mondays and Thursdays every single week, if not several episodes ahead. And I never miss the thing. So to me, that is a very, very, very important thing for me. That's a high, high level of importance kind of task, and I never want to miss that. So when it's important, that is important to me. I never miss it. And I'm perfect on it. I'm, I'm perfectionist. I've never missed a, a podcast release day. I've never missed it. So that, those are the things. Those are important to me. When I when I come to finances, when I come to investments, when I come to things, these are all things that I double check on. These are all things that are very very important to me. When it comes to folding my clothes, I can be a little lenient on that. I can let that slide for you know a day or two because they're my clothes. I have to wear them. I have to make sure they're folded. Like I'm the only one living in this place, so it's not like. I got a bunch of other people or like my shit's getting in other people's way or someone else has to wear the stuff. It's me, right? So to me, that's, that's where I can not necessarily be as much of a perfectionist. So that's the third one. Okay. So perfectionism, when it comes to business, that's a huge one, right? Making sure you can double check your work, making sure you have as few failures as possible. And then the fourth one, the fourth one is prudence. What is prudence? Prudence is the ability to make the right decision. So if you think of it like this, most people, this is the way most entrepreneurs work. Most entrepreneurs, when they sit down and they, they want to accomplish whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish, they set a goal for themselves. We'll say, staring straight at me, I have, I have a chair across the room. So we'll say, that is the goal. I'm trying to get to that chair. And we'll say that chair represents um, making $80,000 a month. That's one of my goals. Make $80,000 a month so I can make you know a million dollars in a year. So that's one of my goals. Now, Let's say that I do, I, I have all the things I want, but in terms of prudence, in terms of my ability to make the right decision, maybe I've grown up and I've been told that uh, making sales is hard, people don't want certain things, people don't this, people don't that. Everything is going to be a difficult endeavor for me. It's all going to be difficult. It's all going to be hard. So essentially what it's looking like is imagine I'm in the woods or it's dark out or whatever, and I have this compass, okay? And my compass will say has been rewired. So my compass doesn't point towards that chair. It doesn't point to where I want to go. Think of it like Captain Jack's uh, compass in um, The Curse of the Black Pearl, right? Or in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's actually the name of the movie. <laughs> so think of it like that compass, right? It points to what you want. Now let's say society has given us so much, right? So things we've learned when we've been growing up, things we've been taught in school, things we've been taught by friends, peer groups, society, right? Think all these things has rewired my compass. So instead of it pointing at my chair, the one that's right in front of me, instead what it does is it points entirely in the opposite direction, actually points behind me. Now what's happening is it's actually still pointing at the chair. It's just pointing at the chair 
in the entirely opposite direction. I could t walk the circumference of the globe, travel the entire earth, and come back up, and I'd eventually come back up on the other side. I'd eventually make it to that chair. But it's going to take me a hell of a lot longer than if it was just pointing straight at it the closest way. And that's how most people, that's how most entrepreneurs find themselves when they get into business, when they start doing things. That's how most people get into love, when they get into relationships. They do it in the most difficult and arduous process possible. They're not healed when they get into a relationship. You're not healed before you get in. You didn't spend time by yourself. You didn't figure out yourself. You didn't figure out the things you like, the things you don't like, the things you can provide to the relationship. You didn't figure out the confidence that you need to bring to yourself until you can bring it to the relationship and then help the other person out. You didn't fill your cup before you know, trying to get something from somebody else. You didn't take care of all these things. And as a result, your compass is pointing in the entirely opposite direction. You're going to get into all these relationships and not be fulfilled. And then you're going to wonder why the heck you keep getting broken up with and why everybody keeps leaving you. You're trying to find these certain people, these high quality individuals, but you yourself are not high quality. And that's the way your compass is turned backwards. Now imagine if you were to rewire it, right? And it were to point straight at that chair. That'd be the same as if you were in a relationship. That'd be the same as you spending the time that you need to spend alone to become comfortable and confident in yourself so that when you do get into a relationship, you can actually get into that relationship and get everything you need to the proper way, the right way. And you can be fully confident and comfortable that you're giving everything you can and that the person that you're with is not cheating with you or not off on somebody else. You're not super insecure about yourself, that they're going to leave you over all these other things. You're confident, you're comfortable in yourself, and you're ready for a relationship because you spent the time by yourself learning yourself and developing the skills and habits that you need to be able to help and provide value for the other person. Same thing's true in entrepreneurship, right? Most entrepreneurs have their compass wired backwards. Like money is hard to find, money is difficult to do, sales suck, like all this bullshit that we're embedded with through society, family, friends, all this stuff, right, that we're told, we believe. And it's the same thing as having your compass wired the back way. Most people, when I say 80 to 90% of businesses fail, it's because of this. Your compass is wired wrong. Your diligence, your ability to have the prudence to understand the right decisions to make are wrong because you ha can't learn. Now, you might ask, how do you learn, right? How do you figure that out? How do you wire your compass the right way? Well, you got to have a hard conversation with yourself. And you have to be able to learn from other people. You have to be able to learn from experience. You have to be able to accept pain. You have to be able to let that happen and let it come into your life and be able to take lessons away from it instead of blaming other people. If you listen to any of my podcast episodes, you know that I'm a very, very, very big proponent of not being a victim to anything. And that's why it's a huge inhibitor when you're trying to look at success and when you're trying to grow and progress and move forward. Being a victim is only going to stop you. It's only going to hold you back. It's only going to set you back from what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So learn the lesson. Look at everything as a lesson you can take away. Don't sit there and be in God's, you know, God's will or God willing or everything was meant to happen for a reason because that's just dismissive. If you're dismissive about something, you're not learning the lesson from it. That may be true, right? Everything happens for a reason, but everything only happens for a reason if you learn the lesson from it. If you learn the lesson from it, then yes, it happened for a reason, and the reason was the lesson, and you took the lesson away, and now you've grown. You're learning from it. But if you're too narcissistic to accept that you might be wrong in a situation, you're never going to learn the lesson that it was there to give. You have to be able to understand that. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to learn from other people, from books, from listening to podcasts, from going to conferences, from doing all these things, 
you have to be able to do that because that's how you're going to build the prudence and the ability to make the right decision. That's how you're going to build the ability and learn how to take that compass and wire it back so that it's actually pointing straight at the chair in front of you instead of halfway or, you know, pointing you to go walk all the way around the globe before you come up on the backside. Businesses fail because they take the wrong direction and it takes them 60 fucking years to get to the goal that they wanted to achieve. They have to walk all the way around the earth. Think about it. Think about it. If you have everything, if you have all three of these steps, if you have the organization, if you have the hard work and the diligence, if you have the perfectionism, right? But your compass is pointing the wrong way, you might set off on the path. You might be starting that path to walk all the way around. And you might be doing it super organized. You might know where all the stops are. You might know where each airport is that you have to take. You might know where all the different crossing points are when you have to come up against water. You might know all the different clothes you have to buy and the money you need to travel and all this stuff. You might know all these things because you're super organized. You might be super hardworking about it because you're diligent, right? You have the diligence to know that it's going to take hard work. It's going to take a long time. You're going to drive on. You're going to keep going. You're not going to give up. And you do it in a perfectionism manner. I mean, you are, you're checking the map. You're checking the compass. You're checking you know, your bank accounts to make sure you got everything you need. You're, you're making sure that you're not getting, you know, your shoes aren't getting worn out and your clothes aren't getting too destroyed and then the weather's not going to fuck you up. You're doing it all in a perfection manner, but you're going in the wrong way because you don't have the prudence to make the right decision. You don't have the lessons you've learned. It's going to take you a really, really, really long time. And that's why the failure rate for businesses is so high. That's why the divorce rate is so high because we may have all these other things, but the prudence, the ability to learn and to know what's right and to make the right decisions isn't quite there. It's not there. And how do you get it, right? How do you get, let's let's answer this. So how do you get the prudence and how do you find the ability to make the right decisions, to know what it is? And like I said before, there's a few different ways. One way is by going through the experience yourself. You could go through the experience yourself and learn on your own and come up with that result at the end and be like, fuck, Either that was a bad, horrible experience, and I learned a lot of bad, horrible things not to do, or that was a great experience, and I learned exactly what it is I want to do. You can read. A lot of people, when you talk about these Ty Lopez's and Grant Cardone's and um, Warren Buffett's, you know, and, and all these people with these big name figures, they may not be able to help you directly, but what they can do is they've all written books, and you can read you can absolutely go into Barnes and Nobles. They've got all these different books and everything that you can go back in there and read. And you can learn. You can learn from their experiences. You can learn from their mistakes. You can learn the pros and the things that they want to teach you so that you can take the information and the, and the, experience, the experiences that they've had and you can take them and work with them and grow and go forward. You can move and progress with that. You can take their knowledge and that information that they have and grow that way. Now, what's another way? Another way, if you, if you don't do books or all that, podcasts. Doing a podcast. Podcast is a relatively cheap, relatively inexpensive, very low startup cost way of getting on and learning from other people. You can listen to podcasts. You can start a podcast. Starting a podcast, you can get on guests once you get big enough, right? You can, you can get special guests and you can start pretty much surrounding yourself with people that think in the direction that you're trying to go, that think bigger, and you can interview them. And you can bring them on and you can learn the lessons and you can save it, right? You get to save it in an audio file you can go back and listen to whenever. And you can share that experience with all sorts of people, right? It's like writing a book, but it takes a hell of a lot less time. And it's way more shareable. It's, it's free. It's like the radio, right? You can share and you, all these episodes and everything's free for people. So you can go out there and you can, you can share and spread and learn all this information. Podcast is an incredible way of doing it. 
Now, I'm a big fan of this one, but this one is going to conferences, surrounding yourself, putting yourself in the environment, right? Putting yourself in the environment of people that think bigger and do more. I, I spent a shit ton of money and went to a conference in Denver back uh, some point in the summer of 2020. And that was the first time I'd really taken a leap and done something like this. And the lessons and the experiences and the relationships that I took out of that are priceless. Now, it was the most expensive thing I've ever spent money on. I think I spent like dropped 10 grand on just a seat for the weekend to this conference. Some of you might be like, you fucking idiot, right? And that's kind of what I was thinking myself. I was kind of like, wow, I was fucking dumb. But I learned so much. I surrounded myself with so many great people. That's Grant Cardone himself, right? And so I got to take a picture with him, stood up. I asked, asked him a bunch of questions. I think I got called on a few different times and I asked him questions. But, I mean, Grant Cardone, a multi-million dollar real estate investor. This guy, I'm telling you, like, knows the insides and outs of multifamily real estate investing. And being able to ask him questions and surround yourself with his mindset is just incredible. So, the, so that guy alone, right, that experience was huge. Then all the different, there were property managers and real estate management companies and, like, all these other people that I ran into there that were big multi-million dollar businesses. Awesome, awesome people to stay in connect you know, connect with and talk with and, and meet and be around. Um, I got, I met one guy, he uh, does performance automotive parts and he actually is John Travolta's neighbor. So I actually met him, spent a lot of time. I sat next to him, uh, one of the days of the conference and, and talked to him and just a super cool down to earth dude, nothing weird, nothing crazy, not narcissistic at all. Like awesome guy, super cool guy. But, I mean, another person, right, that I wouldn't have met before. All these people, all these people um, that you just never would come in contact with, by going to conferences and surrounding yourself with these kind of people, you start putting yourself in the mindset and the environment of people that think bigger. And that's how you can get yourself, that's how you can learn these lessons to build the prudence so you know to make the right decision. There's a, there's a quote that I read, I forget what book I read it in, but... It says, organisms that only learn through trial and error will always lose to organisms who can learn from other organisms' trial and error. You don't have to learn everything through trial and error. You can learn from other people. Is anyone here? We'll do like we'll do a little poll, a quick little poll here, a little live audience. Has anyone ever been had to be hit by a car in order to learn that being hit by a car hurts? No. Me, I personally, my parents told me that when you cross the street, you look both ways. Because if a car hits you, a two-ton car comes across and, and hits you, you know, it's going to it's gonna hurt. It's probably going to kill you or mess you up or injure you pretty good. It's going to cause some pain. And, and you don't want to do that. It's, it's a bad thing. So now for the rest of my life, I've always, I look both ways when I'm crossing a street. So I don't get hit by a car. It's not something I had to experience myself. It's something somebody told me and I, I just learned the lesson, right? There's a reason humans have such a big brain. We have such a big brain because we can sit here and we can analyze situations. We can think about outcomes without actually having to go through the process of making that decision. We can make a decision and then we can analyze what that decision is going to result in. And then we can decide if that's going to be a good result or a bad result, right? We can think about these things. You don't have to go through the experience of everything happening in order to learn the lesson from it. You can learn from other people. You can surround yourself with people that have done things, that have gone through things, that have learned certain lessons and errors and mistakes to avoid and things to repeat. You, you can learn from people by doing these things. Spend the money. Invest in yourself by going to these things because the connections and the lessons that you learn from people are, you, you can't put a price tag on this kind of stuff. 
I highly encourage that that's something that you get started to do. Grant Cardone, every year he has a growth conference. He puts on a 10X growth conference. Usually it's in Vegas, but he puts it on every year and that's where you go and just thousands of people in an auditorium there listening to speakers and, and gathering and just absorbing all this information. I mean, it's, it's priceless. This stuff is priceless. Find these little people. If you guys need anything, reach out to me. I can tell you, shoot you all these different events. Ben Oberg, he puts on these conferences and events. Um, all these, these people that you have as mentors and stuff, a lot of times they'll put on events and, and have conferences to where you can go and surround yourself and, and think with people similar to, to you. And, and I highly, highly encourage that. It's one of the best ways to do that, to gather that information, to learn those things. If you're going to hustle and you're going to put your energy into hustling, hustle in conferences, hustle in going to conferences, traveling, staying at places, surrounding yourself with the people, talking, meeting, getting to know them and building your network. That's what, that's what the hustle really, really needs to be in. If you can pick up shit, if you can pick up one nugget a day, imagine, imagine picking up one little nugget a day from, from people that you know, you'll become an incredibly intelligent person after an, after a single year. I mean, I can tell you right now, my life has drastically changed in the last year, year and a half. Just incredible because I've made a point to make every day a little bit of progress. Every day, there's a little bit of focus about growing, finding something to grow every single day. One thing I want you guys to do is when, when you're kind of in like a shitty spot, because there was a time, there was a time where I was in a pretty shitty place. Um, and it was a couple months long, actually, too, to where... I was making money, but that wasn't the fulfilling piece to me, right? And making money is not like the, the, the goal. Uh, having an impact, being able to change people's lives, being able to do something for people, um, and, and really to show myself that I can do this, right? I can start a business, I can make it successful, and I can, I can live based on the efforts of what I put in and something that I'm building for myself and not, not necessarily something for other people. Um, so I went through a dark place as I was growing that and learning all that and kind of building all that up. And I want you to do something. If you're ever in that spot, if you're ever in a place where you're in a dark spot, you don't know what you're doing. You kind of feel like this depression coming over you. I want you to do something. I want you to go do yourself a favor and look in the mirror and say, I fucked up. Maybe you married the wrong person. Maybe you're dating the wrong person in a relationship. Maybe you got the wrong job and it's not what you feel like you should be doing. The second you take that pain and you accept that is the second you start to learn. That's the second you start turning things around. I think uh, David Buss, Dr. David Buss, top 10 most cited psychologists in the last like decade, he says adults 25 and older are almost never going to change the beliefs that they have at that point. But before, before you get all bent out of shape and pissed off now, there is some hope. However, he says, adults can learn through massive trauma. So what's the point, right? My point here is you can learn. If you're over 25 years old, you can learn, but you have to let some trauma into your life. You will have to come to the point of reckoning with some things in order to make changes. You don't need to hustle. You don't need to grind. You need to learn. And it's rough, right? It is hard. It is hard to come to the realization that you got to let some shit hit you like a train in order to improve. But at the same time, no pain, no gain, right? You have to be able to accept that because your desire for growth needs to be stronger than your own ego. 
it needs to be stronger than the personal gain that you have by sitting in this sedimentary place that you are right now where you're unhappy. And I'm not saying everybody's unhappy, right? Maybe may a lot of you guys out there are already crushing this. Y'all may be on the right path. But for those of you that aren't, right, and I want to give a point of realization to those that, that aren't quite there, I want to bring this to reality because I struggled with this. I was very much at this place when I let go of the businesses and I went all in and I just went for this is what I want to do and I'm going to go for it. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was in a really dark place. I was in a rough spot. Like, do I go back to what I was doing before? I was super unhappy there, but maybe that's the right answer because this isn't quite working out. A lot of second guessing, a lot of questioning decisions and stuff that I've been making. You know, especially when I was in in the marriage and, and going through, uh, really even pre the before the divorce, before I found out everything I learned, before I was going through all that stuff, there was there were some things where I was not in a good place. I was in a dark, dark, dark spot, and it took me coming to a reckoning. And understanding that, hey man, you fucked up. You didn't do things the right way the first time. And this is the consequence of those actions. This is the consequence of you having a weak-ass ego and not being able to come to terms with things yourself. Now you have to deal with these consequences and you have to put up with this stuff as a result of it. And I'm telling you, for those of you that haven't figured that out and haven't put yourself in that place, there's two things that cause the most strife in our life that create the most amount of stress. It's relationships and finance. Those are the number two biggest contributors to stress in our life. And if those two things ain't straight, then you yourself is probably fucked up somewhere in your head. You're probably pretty sideways somewhere. And again, I know everybody's not there. I pray to God that some of us have at least have come out of this and, and come to this realization. But again, it's hard. How do you learn? You can either learn through experience or you can learn from someone else. One of the best ways is through podcasts. So guess what? If you're listening to this right now and you're in that spot and you're trying to learn how to improve to get out of it, and this is what you're listening for, fuck, you're doing, you're doing half of the damn steps right now just by yourself. Like You are already coming so far and getting yourself to such a great spot just by being here and listening to this podcast and opening the door in your mind and your heart to be able to accept that maybe there's something I'm doing and I need to be moving forward. I want to be happy, I want to grow, and I want to move forward. Just by doing that, you've allowed that ability in. You're, you're accepting that trauma. People have to learn through pain. If you're 25 years and older, that is why. Anybody that's 25 and younger, or we'll say 24 and 11 months or younger, right? those people in that age group, they're very malleable. They, they can understand, they can learn, they're, they're very impressionist based on the society and what people teach them and tell them and stuff, right? That's why a lot of things like, so like Ty Lopez, for example, when he does his, he's gotten more people, <laughs> he's probably gotten more people to read books than fucking school teachers have because all he has to do is he puts up a picture of a Lamborghini and that 18 to 25 year old male, they ask him, how the heck did you get that? He says, well, I read all these books. They start reading the damn books. And that's how he sells half the books he writes or books he's read and stuff like that. Like that's how he sells these things is because he puts up a picture of the result and people want to know how to get there. So he gives them the path and then they take it because they want that same result. Those people, those age groups, they're super malleable. Not all hope is lost if you're outside it, but you got to understand you got to let some trauma into your life. And part of that trauma is taking a minute, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I fucked up and I need to get my shit straight. And maybe that's like I had to go through a point where I had to go through the divorce, right? I didn't want to. I had my whole life where it was supposed to be, but I had to go through it. Even in one of my relationships, I had to break up. I had to do it. Well, shit, actually both of the relationships that followed, I won't even say just one. I'll say both of them. 
the first one I knew I had to break up. She wasn't getting the, she wasn't getting the hints, like things weren't changing. And, uh, it was just a lot of things were acting kind of like my previous relationship and I, it was eating me up inside and really tearing me apart. And I'm like, you got to stop. You got to stop, Josh. This is the point. And, you, and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, enough's enough. And I have to pull the trigger. I have to get out of this because it's going to take me down a deep, dark path. And I did. Of course, I didn't learn the lesson and I, I didn't stay single long enough. I didn't learn what I needed to learn. And I got into another relationship, but then I did come to the point where, again, I had to let the pain in my life to learn the lesson, and I had to walk away from that relationship. It was nothing she did wrong. There was nothing bad about her. It was me inside of myself, internally inside of myself, that I had to, to come to realization with, and I avoided it. I avoided it until that point. And when I came to the point where I was understanding and I was accepting of it, I was willing to, to make the change and I did it. And, and now the growth, the amount of change that has come to as a result is just incredible. And those are the things that you have to be able to wrap your head around and understand. Don't believe the myth that every fucking thing just happens for a damn reason. Because it doesn't. Not everything happens for a reason. Well, okay, there is some truth to that. Sure, everything happens for a reason. But... It's only meant to happen if you learn the lesson that it was meant to teach you and take away from it. For example, you want to play basketball, but you're 100 pounds overweight? Well, guess what? You're going to have to fucking hit the gym. It's going to suck, but maybe next time you're tempted to eat that horrible thing that you want to shove down your face, you're going to think about the year of pain that you had to go through while smoking yourself in the gym day in and day out, and you're going to think, I don't want to go through that pain again. I don't want to do that. If you want to find a fulfilling relationship, guess what? You're going to have to break up and get out of the shitty one you're in right now. You're going to have to spend time alone. You're going to have to spend time figuring yourself out. You're going to have to spend time becoming happy with who you are. And the next time you're confronted with somebody who isn't right with you, you're going to be able to turn around and walk away from them because you're going to be like, you know what? No, I don't want to go back through an unhappy relationship because I've done that before. And I know I don't want to go through that whole process again. I don't want to do that. And you save yourself for the right person. Think about the same thing with the job. You go through the shitty years of your life. Maybe you waste 10, 20 years of your life in this shitty job that is unfulfilling for you and does not make you happy. And then finally you get to the realization point. You tell yourself, slap yourself across the face. You look yourself in the mirror and you say, I got to get out of that. And was it meant to happen? Sure, it was maybe meant to happen. But what if you never learned the lesson? What if you go right back to another employer that's doing something almost identical and you get right back into it and you do it for another 20 years? Was it meant to happen? Yeah, I think it was meant to happen. Did you take the lesson away from it? No. No, you went and repeated the same mistake again. With a relationship, if you never learned the lesson, right? I didn't learn the lesson the first time. I got into a second relationship. Was it meant to happen? No. I didn't take the lesson away from it. It's only meant to happen if you could learn the lesson that you're meant to take away from it. That's the piece of truth that it has behind it. So I want you guys to wrap your heads around some of this stuff. I think it's good. I think it's good that we need to understand, don't confuse grind with success. You don't just grind. You don't just go through the bullshit. You have to be able to take the lesson away. You have to be able to take a step back and learn. And one last thing I'll touch on on this, not confusing grind with success. You have to be able to take a step back and appreciate the success that you've accomplished in getting to where you're at right now. There's some point along the path where you are at a place where you only wish that you were before. When I was in my deep, dark state, right, when I was in that, that questioning everything, if I was making the right decisions or doing the right things or if I should go back to work for uh, where I was before, when I was in that spot, real kind of depressed and real deep, I had to take a minute to sit back and relax 
and kind of take a view and, and understand what I was doing. I was, I was in a place where I wasn't even working. I wasn't doing shit. And I was making more money than I had ever made in my entire life because of all the decisions and all the things that I've done up to that point got me to a place to where I could sit, make more money than ever, and, and really question my life. I mean, that's a luxury to be able to sit there and, and not have to worry about anything, especially with COVID and everything else going on. I, I, I was in the middle of all that stuff and I didn't have to worry about anything. That's incredible. I knew I had a paycheck coming in. I knew I had, you know, rent checks coming in. I knew I had business money coming in. I knew I had all these things happening for me. I don't have to worry about anything. And that's the crazy thing that I want you guys to think about. And that's, that's what I want to say. Don't confuse grind with success. There's a, there's a point where you optimize your life to be able to take vacations, to be able to spend time with your family, to be able to go and do things with your friends. That's what your whole goal is. That's what you really want to do. You want the freedom. You want the freedom to be able to choose what it is that you need to do. That's the goal. Not to grind, grind, grind. That's the pain. You don't want to optimize for the pain. You want to optimize for the freedom, for the end state, for that goal that you're trying to accomplish. It's not even an end state. It's, it's an... It's an infinite game, right? You're never going to accomplish the end. The end. The, the whole goal of of the game is to keep playing. So success isn't a uh, isn't a game. There's no end state. It's it's to keep being successful, to keep in that state of mind, to keep in that state of life that you're continuing to be successful. You don't you don't finish it at any point. You don't achieve success one day. You're constantly achieving success. You're constantly living in that mindset. And if you're hustling and grinding your life away day in and day out, and you're claiming that as success, man, you got your priorities whack. So think about that stuff, guys. I hope this sits in. I hope this sinks in. Hope you guys understand. Let some trauma into your life. Face some facts. Understand what it's like to grind your life away, and that's not what we're trying to do. We want to try and achieve success, achieve the fulfillment that we're the fulfillment. Words are hard sometimes trying to do achieve the fulfillment that we're looking for and, and that's and that's happiness right being able to spend time and have the freedom to do what you want with your time be it with family or friends or vacations or whatever whatever it is right to have that freedom that's that's the that's the ultimate fulfillment there so hope you guys get a lot out of this episode thank you guys so much for tuning in be sure to head over to apple Podcasts, rate subscribe and share if you guys took a lot of value away from this pay the fee pay the fine and share the fine is sharing it with uh, with friends, family, or people that need to hear the episode that you think should give it a listen to. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys are the best audience in the world. Love you guys. We'll see you in the next one. See ya.